0: Jason Benavides in the house, right? Adjunct administrator. It's great to have Reagan Caltharp in the house. Come on now. Alexander's in the house. Did I get everybody? Yeah. And you. Yeah. I start naming, right? Yeah, it's great to have you. So, I've got a little something, a little standalone, I want to share with you tonight. And it's called breaking through growth barriers. Breaking through growth barriers, and we're looking into 2022. How many of you would like to break out of some of the barriers that have kept you from some of your goals? Come on now, breaking through growth barriers in 22. And so, uh, 2022. And so, as I was putting this together, it kind of grew and grew and grew. And it's it's not a series. Uh, and I got a little deeper into scripture than I thought I would, but. Let's just go with this. Let me say a prayer, and we'll jump right in. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for vision, Lord. Without a vision, the people perish. And I pray, God, that you would just speak to our hearts. Help us to be bigger and better in the year 2020. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Simon Sinek said, quote, A community is a group of people who agree to grow together, unquote. A community is a group of people who agree to grow together. I would say a church is a group of people who agree to grow together. And not just in numbers, but growing in our walk with God, growing in our relationship with God. And growth is first internal, and then it is external. And here's the deal. Healthy things grow, right? A healthy baby is going to grow healthy believers will grow healthy churches will grow and so we want health we want life flowing in our church in our lives and we want growth and I'm talking about breaking through growth barriers in 2022 and I guess we could break through some in 2021 but we got to hurry and then we'll break the rest of them in 2022 so if you'll look with me to the book of 2nd Peter Peter's epistle, Second Peter chapter 1, and we'll start with verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. That sounds like growth, right? Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has... Already is the idea, given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence. In other words, He gave all for us. Now He asks us to give all for Him. Giving all diligence. And He says this is how you do it. Add to your faith virtue. That's growth, addition. So grace and peace multiplied. Add to your faith virtue. To virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound or grow, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. For he who lacks, that's no growth, these things, is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, Brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. Grow in it. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. What? You can get to a place in your walk with God where you never stumble. Is that what it says? If you do these things, you will never stumble. It's like growing up, you have toddlers, you have these kids, and they toddle, and they stumble. I've got five of them. Well, they're not all toddlers, but i got five grandkids. And I've seen them go through that toddle stage. My kids went through it. And that's when they're hitting their head. Caleb, I'll never forget, he hit his head on the fireplace out in Blanchard and sliced open. He's still got a scar right here. From slicing open his head, toddling, falling, stumbling, what he needed to do was grow. And and he has grown. He needed to grow, grow up, so he wouldn't stumble like that. You can get to a place in your walk with God, according to the great apostle Peter, where you will never stumble. I want his grace and peace to be multiplied in my life. Uh, it's, it's strange you think his grace and his peace can be multiplied well it's all available he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness but how much of it am i accessing i want that multiplied in my life his grace and peace multiplied more grace grace is his willingness to use his power and ability on my behalf What parts of my life could use a shot of His divine power? What parts of your life could use a shot of His divine power? What about your personal life? What about your marriage, your finances, your family, your business, your calling? And I want to realize more of His peace in my life. Peace is nothing missing, nothing broken. The shalom idea. Nothing missing, nothing broken. What parts of my life could use an infusion of His peace. What's missing in my life that He could restore? What's broken in my life that He could heal? Think about the areas of your life. What's missing? What's broken? He's got a promise for that. It can be multiplied. Grace and peace can be multiplied in your life. That kind of growth, it comes about by what He's already provided for us, His divine power. He's di- He's provided all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's, it's this divine power. But the key that unlocks that door, all of that, is the knowledge of Him. Everybody say knowledge. We have to learn. Everybody say learn. That sounds like school, you know. I don't want to learn. I mean, it, it is kind of like that, but there's this intentionality about learning about Jesus, what He's provided, His promises and His divine power. There's an intentionality. There's a searching out. And there are three sources of learning of Him that we have. We learn of Him through the Word. We learn of Him through prayer. And we learn of Him through being a part of the community of God's people. Man. This is good. I mean, I know. not getting a lot of amens, but I'm telling you. Through the Word, through prayer, and through fellowship with other believers. Guzik says this, It is true that we need God alone, but God does not meet us only in our solitude, but also in the community of His people. Remember, we started with that Simon Sinek quote, A community is a group of people who agree to grow together. We're to excite each other to good works. That's what the writer of Hebrews said. There's this iron sharpening iron when we gather together. So hold your place in 2 Peter. Flip over to 1 Peter. 1 Peter 2, 1 through 5. Here's the power of the word. Listen to this. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire... The pure milk of the word that you may, what? Grow thereby. Grow. We're talking about growing. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious you, and that's a plural you, as you'll see in a moment, the Greek is y'all. I'm just kidding, not really. I was just seeing if y'all were listening. Uh, He says, you also as living stones, stones, plural, are being built up. The idea is together. We're being built up together. Growth. We're growing by the word. We're growing together, a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So here we are growing together. The body of Christ, we each provides something to the body of Christ, so the Word helps us to grow. Grow by the Word, and then here you have us growing together. Uh, 2 Peter three eighteen. we don't have to go there somewhere, but it says this, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So grow, again, grow in the grace and knowledge. Are you with me? Okay, Quickly, I want to read some some more verses. Jude, this is the half-brother of Jesus, Jude. There's one chapter. Verses 17 through 20. Listen to the power of prayer. And you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles, our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts, These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the Spirit, but you, beloved, building yourselves up, growth, on your most holy faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word, praying in the Holy Spirit, prayer, prayer. We grow by the Word, we grow by fellowship, we grow in prayer, praying together. Pray in solitude, but pray in prayer. We have corporate prayer here. Pre-service every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Pre-service prayer. Is that just so we can check a box on a calendar, check a box on a to-do list? No. We're growing. We're growing. We're growing spiritually in our prayer life. We do first Monday prayer. We have this week of prayer and fasting coming up. We got a month of prayer and fasting in January. It's to grow. It's to grow. Now back to 2 Peter 1 and 3. He's called us, plural, it's plural. He's called us to a higher way of living. One that we have to understand. We have to learn about it. He's set aside knowledge. He set aside knowledge for us he's not hidden knowledge from us he set it aside for us for us to discover but we have to search it out we have to be hungry to go after it to lay aside tradition or our own ideas and buy the truth and sell it not and it says that he's called us by glory and virtue glory and virtue we I don't have time to get into it but essentially we're talking about his goodness His goodness is what motivated him to do all that he did. The cross, the finished work of Christ, and and to call us out of darkness into this marvelous light. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. He's he's called us by his glory and virtue. And uh, by these, he's given to us exceeding great and precious promises. So by his goodness, his glory and virtue, he's given us these exceeding great and precious promises. So he's good. His word is good. His promises are sure. Psalm 138 says he's exalted his name above his word, or his word above his name, because if his word's no good, his name's no good. His promises are sure. Everything he's promised is sure. Let God be true and every man a liar, Romans 3 says. So for these reasons, God's promises are both exceedingly great in the sense of they're powerful, they're imposing, and they're also precious. Spurgeon said it like this: many things are great, which are not precious, such as great rocks, which are of little value. On the other hand, many things are precious, which are not great, such as diamonds and other jewels, which cannot be very great, uh, be very great if they be very precious. But here we have pro- promises which are so great that they are not less than infinite and so precious, That they are not less than divine. Pretty cool. And then he goes on. That through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. God wants you to know him. God wants you to be filled with his spirit. To be in touch with the divine in your walk with God. Having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. So here you have this idea of an escape an escape from the natural inclinations? How? By being a partaker of the divine nature and these precious promises that we have that are so powerful, we latch a hold of them, we walk in the Word, and we grow. Everybody say, we grow. In the verses 5 through 7, I'm kind of dissecting what we originally read But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Notice, giving all diligence. You can be born again, partaker of the divine nature, but you have to give all diligence. To grow, to walk with the Lord. These things that you add, add to your faith virtue. So you you begin your life with faith, but you progress. Virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. Love's the capstone. Add to your faith. Literally in the ancient Greek, it means lead up hand in hand. You're walking. You're growing. You're adding this as you walk in your Christian walk, and so this self-control—the Greek word—is a word that that deals. It's very. It's a very uh, strong word used often in the Greek in the Greek writers in dealing with sexual desires. This idea of self-control—not living your life controlled just by natural. Tendencies, giving all diligence. Everybody say all diligence. You're working in partnership with God. That's how we break barriers. We give ourselves to the Lord, to the things of God, to the word of God, to prayer and the fellowship. And we see that in the book of Acts, the first church. Uh, Look at verses 8 and 9. For if these things are yours and abound, you will... Be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his sins. So these things should be in you. You should grow in them. They should abound in us. Barren and unfruitful. Those are words that characterize a lot of Christians. Barren and unfruitful. And, And it shouldn't be this way. G. Campbell Morgan says that this idea of being short-sighted, being blind. G. Campbell Morgan says, Such a man sees the things of time and fails to discern those of eternity. He sees himself and his fellow men, but not God. This nearsightedness is destructive of a true Christian experience and therefore makes advance or growth impossible. So it's this idea of forgetting that you were cleansed. Forgetting What you're doing, what you're doing for. Why are you here on a Wednesday night? You're here because you want to grow in your walk with God. We've got to remember these things and walk in these things. Uh, All right. Move here quickly. Be diligent to make your call and election sure. I'm moving through this. That's really good, but you don't want to hear it. Uh, so let's talk about some practicalities. So that's some stuff, right? There's some good stuff in that. Go look at that. Look at First uh, and 2 Peter. Just go through those epistles and look at all the stuff that. Uh, that here's the deal. There's so much available to us. And, and I'm just telling you, in 2022, I want to walk in what he's provided yes. for me. Right. I don't want to sell myself short. The devil sold us a bill of goods. Uh, and, and we think that that what we see, and th- like this is the way it is. This is not the way it is. Just what you see with your natural eyes, God's provided us so much more and, and our, our walk with God needs to be one that is powerful natural things can be changed by the supernatural miracles are possible with man it's not possible with God all things are possible mountains that seem like they could never move can move barriers that seem like they can never move can move a mountain is a barrier obstacles that prevent us from growing can be removed there's promises that are made to us and i don't want one of them to not come to pass in my life what jesus bought and paid for it's an affront to the work of calvary for me to say that's okay i don't need that i want everything that he's provided All things that pertain to life and godliness, are you serious? Yeah, I want that. You want that? You want a quality of life that is above just your natural ability to produce, to live, to generate? Don't you want that high kind of life that Jesus said, lay your life down and and take up your cross and follow me? If you you really want to live, lose your life. Lose your natural life and come walk with me. Get in the rhythm of grace and watch what I could do in your life. That's what I want. And that's what God wants for this church. For the kingdom to come and the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven, we got to walk in the word, we got to walk in prayer, and we've got to walk in fellowship. We've got to grow. I want to grow in my walk with God. There's been a lot of stagnation. Last two years have woke up a lot of people. You know, people have awakened. Some haven't, but some have. And they said, you know what? This thing's real. I'm going to plug in. And, and that's I'm one of those guys. I'm, I'm wide awake in America. <laughs> I'm awake. And I, I want everything God has for me. So let's deal with some practicalities. So let's talk about your job, your business, your ministry, your finances, your marriage, your family. What do you want God to do in your life this year? Change is inevitable. It's going to happen. Growth is optional. Things are going to change, but growth is something you have to pursue. So we've talked about those three areas from Peter's writings. But I want to get down to some nitty-gritty and give you four points. Wouldn't it feel great to break through the invisible barriers that you haven't been able to conquer yet? Wouldn't that be a great thing to happen in 2022? I want you to break through the barriers in your life. You know, Jabez, that little character in the Old Testament, he prayed a little tiny prayer, and he said, I want you to bless me and enlarge my territory. And God gave him what he asked for. I want God to bless me and enlarge my territory. So here's some practical things you can do to break through some growth barriers. Number one, You can grow yourself. I just talked about that. You can grow yourself. Someone said, check this out. Here's a practical step. So remember, prayer. Remember the word, prayer, and fellowship. But now, here's four points you can add to that. Someone said, you reach the higher shelves by standing on the books you read. Most people read absolutely nothing as far as a book. They may watch the news, they may read an article here and there, but they have no intentional reading plan. But in today's modern world, it's never been easier to download a book on your device, listen to it on Audible, check it out, read it. The way I do it is I'll download a book. If I like it, I'll buy the real book. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? The paper book, and I'll write in it and I'll go through it and I'll study it. It's never been easier to do so than right now. So I want to challenge you today. Why don't you download a reading plan and read the Bible through this year? Once you get on U version, get a one-year plan, walk through it, go through it. There's devotions that come up with like U version. It was a phenomenal one on Frankincense this uh this last week. It was amazing. Frankincense. Like Frankenstein, you know? But it was frankincense. It was the, the wise men. I just preached about him. I'm like, when I read that, I was like, man, I wish I'd have had that when I preached about the wise men. Just a phenomenal. It came through that. It was in the reading. Download a Bible reading program and read the Bible through this year. That's where the precious promises are found. They're found in the Word. And they're true. God is, is telling the truth. Healing belongs to you. belongs to me. The Lord wants to bless you in your finances. It belongs to us. Bought and paid for by Jesus. I want to be a giver. I want to be a generous house. Amen? And you guys have done so amazing. I'll give you some totals next week, but on uh, Christmas for Christ, like, wow, awesome job. Just phenomenal. Like, I'm so excited about it. Uh, we'll talk more about that. But I want to be a generous house. Precious promises are, are in that book regarding giving and sowing and reaping. And, and then... Uh, you know, you could you could read one chapter in the Bible or in a book. You can read another, but you don't have to just read the Bible. Read a book about family or a book about forgiveness if you're dealing with that. Or read a book about uh, health and, and how to take care of yourself. Read books along those lines where you're having some growth issues. Read books. You could read a chapter that changes the rest of your life. You can get a nugget, a tidbit that becomes, you know, a, a working uh, tool in your life. From now on, That you use, it can come from just one book. You grow on the inside, and then you grow on the outside. you got to change on the inside first before you change on the outside. So grow yourself. Grow yourself. Read. Read. Everybody say read. Second thing. Develop new relationships. I've said it and I've heard it said for many years. You're the sum total of the top five people you spend the most time with. Now, here's the deal. The people you hang out with are either helping you solve your problems or they're part of the problem. Hello. Ask God to help you in your relationships. The Lord told Abraham, You gotta separate from some folks to get where I want you to go. And Abraham drug him along, just drug him along, and it slowed him down in his destiny. Eventually, he got away. There's some people that are not gonna walk the journey with you, nothing personal. They're just not gonna go there, they're gonna hold you back. You gotta you gotta understand that. That's part of growing. You you just can't take everybody with you. And be careful who you spend your time with and who you let influence you. Ask God to network you with key leaders. And and you can focus on people who have already broken through barriers that you were facing. You know, you're having some marriage problems. You, You can hang out with, you know, somebody that's walked that road and persevered and come through that. Ask them. Pursue them. Can we talk about this? Can you help me with this? What did you do? Take them to lunch. Ask them the one thing that you can do that can help you break through that barrier. I mean, here's the deal I want to win people to the Lord. I'm after the winners, the losers, I'm after the rich, the poor. But I got to be honest with you. If I'm dealing with finances and I got questions about finances and I'm wanting to grow in my financial life, I'm not going to hang out with somebody that's broke as Job's turkey and has bad credit and, and, and can't, you know, afford anything. I'm going to get somebody that's got some corn in the crib. I'm going to say, hey, can you take, I want to I take you to lunch. And maybe you could buy, you know, like, not really, I since you got all the money. But no, I, like, I want to talk to you about wh- what do I do? Like, my 401k or my retirement or, or investments or, or how do I budget Like, talk to somebody that's been there and done that. Ask God. God can help you. That's part of the fellowship idea, right? So get in the Word, pray about it, but also fellowship. Ask. seek, ask God to lead you to somebody. If you hang out with winners, you'll become a winner. Third thing you can do is pray and fast. I've already mentioned prayer. I want to talk about it again. Pray and fast. Something happens in the spiritual world when you focus on God's kingdom more than food. Here's a great illustration for you. Ready for this? Bethesda. McDonald's. The choice is yours, you know? Something happens in the spiritual realm when you push the plate back and you choose to fast. Not just to fast, but to pursue God with all your heart. I'm setting that aside. And fasting is an amazing subject. It's all the way back in the Garden of Eden. The Lord told Adam and Eve, You can eat of all the trees, all the fruit of this garden, but you gotta fast that one. And she refused to fast. And he refused to fast. That one thing. So fasting and praying, pursuing the heart, the heart of God. Check this out. Get a clear picture. And and folks, sometimes listen. I'm, you're gonna be hear me talking about this in January, but like, we gotta pray, we gotta fast, we gotta seek the Lord, we gotta get the Word, we gotta do all this. Just back to the basics. But man, I'm gonna tell you something. What I'm about to share with you to get there, you gotta turn off the TV. You gotta turn off the news. You gotta unplug that computer. You gotta put the device down. I don't care if you're getting a like a second on your on the ground. On the Instagram. Like, it's okay. It'll be there in two hours. You'll, you'll have 120 likes, you know? That'll be great. Hearts. That, that, great. It doesn't matter. Those people really don't care anyway, you know what I'm saying? But just, you've got to put, you got you to gotta get some quiet time. I think more than ever that applies when the Lord said, when you pray, go into your closet. Your closet is this secret place, this quiet place. Uh, sometimes I'll talk to Morton. Morton's like, I'm about to enter into my closet of prayer. And he literally has a closet that he goes into and he prays. And, and I love that. And You're not going to catch him when he's in his closet. His phone's off, it's down, it's away. And, and like praying and, and fasting, praying. But here's what I was going to tell you. You got to get a clear picture. And to do this, you got to get some quiet time. Get a clear picture in your heart of the goal that you desire to attain. Declare a period of time when you separate from food, pleasure, and entertainment. Even if it's for a day, maybe it's for three days. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's longer. And you continue that until you sense that something has shifted in the spirit realm. That's the beginning of growth. Now you're beginning to grow. I'm talking about getting results. I'm not talking about getting goosebumps. I'm talking about prayers being answered. Growth barriers being broken. Amen? Don't you want that? So continue that until you get a shift where something changes. Growth first happens in the spirit realm and then in the natural realm. So, first thing, grow yourself. Second thing, develop new relationships. Third thing, pray and fast. Fourth thing, change your daily routine. Change your daily routine. If you want to break a barrier, then you got to do something different. If you stay like you are, you're going to achieve what you've already achieved. You're going to get what you already got. You know, maybe you're wanting to generate more income. Maybe you're wanting to start an online business. Maybe you're wanting to get more school, college. You want to get that master's degree or you want to finish your degree. Maybe it's exercise, diet, rest, Uh you know, you want to get a different energy level. Maybe it's you want to you want to watch some videos and be tutored in the area that uh, you're wanting to grow in. Then you, you've got to do those things. You've got to pursue those things. You've got to grow in those things, learn those things, change your daily routine to get the results that you're after. You got to do something different uh, every day. Uh, And, and, you know, whatever routine you you set up, you know, I mean, it's not that you have to do something different every day, but you start doing things differently, and then you establish this routine that will bring change, that will bring the change that you're after. And there's no barrier that can stand in your way. There's no barrier to growth in Jesus' name that's going to succeed in your life this year. In Jesus' name, you're going to break through the barriers that you've not been able to break through in the past. You're going to, you're going to pray. You're going to get in the Word. You're going to get into church and fellowship. But you're also going to pursue these things. You're going to grow yourself. You're going to figure some things out about you. You know, growing uh, on the outside. It starts with growing on the inside. You're going to get some new friends. Establish some some relationships that need to be established. and Maybe, maybe cut off a few. And then you're going to pray and fast, and you're going to change your daily routine. And I believe God's going to give you some breakthroughs this year. In Jesus' name, can you give the Lord a hand, clap of praise? Thank you. Thank you. I want to be all that He has for me to be. I want to live out my fullest. I want to live to to the max. Years ago, you can stand with me right now. Years ago, I I was praying. I've told this story some, but it came to my mind. But years ago, I was praying, and... I was in a prayer meeting, actually, in a church, and uh, the Lord spoke to my heart in my spirit. And I was not in a good place. I was carnal, and I, was just, I just wasn't in a good way, but I was in a prayer meeting, you know. I mean, praise the Lord. I made it to prayer meeting. And in the prayer meeting, the Lord spoke to my spirit, spoke to me. And he said, Donald, I want you to go tell this person that was praying in the room, I want you to go tell them something, tell them this, and pray for them, and it'll encourage them. And so I I said, uh, you know, uh, wow, I'm so carnal. I think God spoke to me. You know, I'm making things up in my brain now. And the Lord said, Donovan, I want you to go over there and I want you to pray for them. Tell them this. And then I was like, well, maybe the Lord spoke to me. And I was like, nah, I don't think it was the Lord. It's me. The third time, Donovan, I want you to go pray for that person and tell them this. I was like, ah, oh, you know. I don't know, man, and uh, you know I was—I found every excuse not to do what I felt to do, and then I knew the Lord spoke to me. It was very clear, and He says, uh, uh, "A half-full Christian won't do what I've called them to do." He said. Your destiny requires your full cooperation, your full attention. You're not diligent in your walk with me. And you won't do what I've told you to do. Just like you wouldn't do that, you won't accomplish the will of God I have for your life. If you stay like this. I knew in that moment, and this is 25, 30 years ago. I knew in that moment, D.H. has to grow. I gotta grow out of this. I gotta escape the limitations of normal Christianity. It's so limiting, and I gotta break through those barriers.